Welcome back to Workwomen. Today we're going to talk about one of the harder parts of navigating this crisis, and that is how do you communicate and be transparent with your team? This is not the time to pretend like everything is just how it's always been. This is not the time to hide in a hole and hope that you're going to get out. This is a time when leaders step up, when they are brave, when all of those nice, cute Instagram memes about being a great leader and having grits and being the best are actually put on display. The way that you handle this crisis, the way that you are transparent in your communication with your crisis will define whether or not you are an incredible leader or if you just let things that came to pass be hard and you didn't actively take a participative role and a leading role in making this the way that it should be. Because there is a right way to communicate during a crisis with your team members. So the first thing that I want to make sure that you understand is the need for financial transparency. In a lot of cases, when you're looking at a reduction in force uh, and the business is struggling, you don't have to share the financial transparency of the organization because your fear might be that you're going to lose your best people and that you're, you're going to keep the worst people if they realize what the financial situation is. Well, with a crisis like this, the opposite is true because the job market, the unemployment rate, is going to be challenging no matter what. There is no question that it will be more difficult for people on the other side of this to get a job. And your best people will likely not be scared of the challenge that you're going to pose to them. But you have to have confidence in that, that the people that you have hired, the people that you have chosen to work with you will come around you will allow you to lead them through this. And it has to be your responsibility to paint that vision. But in order to do that, you have to be real with the numbers. It's not just there to be fun and cushy. It's, this is a time when people really need to understand the financial impact of the decisions from an operation standpoint that they're making every single day. So with that, you have to acknowledge that step one. Step one is you have to acknowledge you have to acknowledge what is going on, and you have to acknowledge that you as a leader are going to be assessing the financial health and viability of the organization. Your team knows that this is happening. There is no question that you are meeting with your CFO or your financial planner, whoever it is in your life and in your business that is responsible for the finances. If you're a solo man uh, shop or if you have tons of employees and you have a CFO, whatever that looks like for you. Everybody knows that that's the first place that business owners are going. So be transparent about talking about that. Let them know that the responsible thing to do is to assess what needs to happen in order to make the business pivot and change. Your lack of acknowledging it will make people more scared, even though it's challenging and it's probably fearful for you in that moment to be that transparent that that's the process you're going through. The second piece of this is if you're not already going through what your cash uh, position is currently, you like you are probably behind, to be quite honest with you. We are a few weeks into this at this point, and you need to have a very clear understanding of what your run rate is with the existing infrastructure that you have in place and how long you can sustain with the existing revenue that you have or with the lack of revenue that you have. But you having a full concept and getting your financial statements in a place where you can make decisions is 
step number two outside of the fact that you have to communicate that you are acknowledging that things have to change with your team. When you are talking to whoever in your business or in your life is responsible for your finances, make sure that there's clarity around the fact that revenue is changing and what you anticipate. It's not just saying, you know, everything's going to zero. It's what is the best case and what is the worst case scenario and the phases at which you need to be planning for these things. When it comes to getting your financial statements in order, the reason that's important is you have to start setting your thresholds. Your thresholds are imperative for step three. This is a three-part process. So with your thresholds, you need to be understanding what is going to change with your revenue line. What are you going to realistically anticipate? If there is a best case, a okay case, and a worst case scenario, make sure that whoever is prepping your financial statements understands what your perception of those three buckets are. And then from a fixed cost perspective, what are your fixed costs? And then from your payroll perspective, what are you planning on doing with those team members and what is your best case, okay case, and worst case based on the revenue line changing? Once you have these thresholds in order, you are then able to make really smart decisions about what to do with your most valuable asset, and that is your people. In the best case scenario, you get to keep every single person, but you are just running potentially a tighter ship. You're just not spending on things that are unnecessary and you've tightened down from that perspective. The second phase of this could look like everybody across the board taking a certain percentage of a pay cut to be able to mitigate potential bleeding out over the course of this next two months, three months, four months, however long this goes on. So that is the second phase. The third phase looks like what team members would you have to get rid of should your revenues sink below a certain threshold? And there's a specific process that I will get into on another episode as to the best way to identify which team members won't be able to continue on with you and how to communicate that, how to lay somebody off in a remote environment. All of that stuff is critical because there is a right way to do it. But for the purposes of this episode, First step is acknowledging it with your team. Second step is clarifying and getting a really good understanding of where you're at financially and then creating those case scenarios of what happens if and then mapping that to your team and being able to share with them, okay, when this happens, then this is what it's going to look like. When this happens, then this is what it's going to look like. So that when you get to step three, which is the communication process, at least everybody knows with certainty what they can do about it. The challenge is if you don't communicate these things, people are already scared. People already don't know if their job is on the chopping block. And so a lack of control normally allows people to get in a state of apathy where they're not going to put their best foot forward because they don't feel like they have any real control. But by presenting it in a way where you're doing it in phases and you're acknowledging it on the front end, you're, you're setting your team up to say, guys, this is something that we have control over. We have XYZ amount of revenue. We have XYZ amount of fixed costs. This is the break-even analysis. And if you're not comfortable getting fully into the numbers, at least share percentages or share some way for them to understand where you're at and at what point you'll be making these hard decisions so that then they can take control and fully 
fully allow you to participate in things that go wrong. Maybe you have a client that is not happy with you and in normal circumstances, you wouldn't be involved with that conversation. But because right now you realize how critical that client is to your business, they're able to pull you in. That is a win for the business. And that is a way that you need to be empowering your team during this time to come around you, to come around the business needs and fight in the way that it likely hasn't been fought for before. Now, when we get out of this, because we will get out of this, this is also how the business should run in the future, right? Running and forcing this leanness in an organization does force a bit of a restructure and a bit of a reprioritization, which is a very healthy and good thing. I think at the end of this, uh, most businesses are going to come out recognizing that they weren't paying attention to their customer and giving them as much value as they could have been in order to continue those relationships during a time like this. But when you have that and you're confronted with it, like a lot of businesses are right now, all of a sudden you change your operating basis and that's going to be the change that's made moving forward. So with those client touch bases, with the customer touch bases, with the product touch bases, by communicating with your team in this way, you're giving them control, you're bringing them into the conversation, you're having them allow you're having them have transparency and you're allowing them to be a stakeholder in your business because your one goal is to be able to mobilize that team of people that you hired, that team that you were charging the hill with, and you just have to reorient them to what hill you're charging right now. The hill looks different, but you still need that team just as actively engaged, if not more actively engaged. And the way to do that is through a level of financial transparency that allows them to feel like they have control and that they can pull in the right things at the right time in order to save the business, save the operations, and and make it nimble enough to last through this time. So with that, uh, I know these are hard topics. Like, even when I talk about them, I'm like, oh man, like this, this podcast isn't always going to be about the doom and gloom of preparing to fire team members, but things are changing in this environment. Things look different than they looked. And uh, as I talked about a little bit on the first episode, uh, the intention is to be able to share all facets of business and all facets of the decisions that are required of leaders and of team members during whatever economic times we're going through. And so uh, I hope that you guys are staying safe. I hope that you guys are continuing to create opportunities. I hope that you are shutting off the news and just focusing on the things that you can control right now. But I also really encourage you to look at the way that you're communicating with your team and how you're bringing them in so that you don't feel like you're fighting this battle alone with all of the other factors on top of the business. being alone in this, being the entrepreneur that is just burying their head in the sand and not really able to have a network or a group of people to bounce ideas off of, this is the time, this is the place to be able to pull your head out and say, okay, I'm going to communicate this in a different way so that I can not be alone on an island. I can use the people that you already work with that are already there who want to help to help you solve your problems. So with that, one place that you can go to that is a resource during this time that we've spent a lot of time creating is the Emergency Business Protocol book. 
Cardone Ventures team has come together and after talking with the hundreds of business owners that we've been on the phone with for the last couple of weeks, we've put together the guide for what you should be doing in marketing and finance and people and leadership. So if you want access to that book to be able to use as the Bible during an emergency, go to cardoneventures.com forward slash emergency and get the free ebook now.